Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. Today, we are at the National Equine Forum all day, and uh, there's guest speakers talking about how we can improve the equestrian industry by working together. And one of those speakers is the lovely Sarah Phillips. She's the Chief Operating Officer at the British Horse Society. How are you, Sarah? Uh, Very good, thank you. Now, you are really helping us. When it comes to business, you guys have this great campaign at the moment on business rates, and you're going to explain all about it. What what made you originally look at the issue of business rates? Um, We, for a number of years, have been um, well aware that riding schools and livery yards have felt that they've not been fairly treated when it comes to business rates. Um, We obviously have a number of PHS-approved centres who we campaign on their behalf and um, we're their voice really when it comes to sort of talking to government and some some of the issues that affect them. So over the years we had been sort of quietly working away in the background um, regarding business rates and then in 2015 the government started to look at how business rates were applied and they were going to have a reform of business rates and at that point we on behalf of our members, put in um, some consultation responses. And that's really where it all started. So we've always had our eye on the ball, as it were, with business rates. Um, But then obviously in October last year, the new um, rateable values were published, and then that's what caused sort of the the big hiatus that we've got at the moment. Oh, gosh. Can you explain to us what is happening? Basically, every um, every business in the country is, is liable to pay business rates. And the way the government work out how much you should pay is based on what the rental value of that business premises would be. So the the higher your um, rateable value, as it's called, of your business, the the more business rates that you will pay. Mm. So the rental values haven't been looked at since uh, 2010, um, and they were then done again last year, ready for the 2017 new business rate year coming in on the 1st of April. So what happened was um, riding schools in particular, their um, rentable value, which is based on their, so say, rent, has gone up hugely disproportionately to other businesses um, across the sector. And we've got riding schools where their their business rates are, it, it, you know, could rise by up to three hundred percent. My gosh, that's insane! How can they even possibly think that that's okay? Well, exactly, and that that's what we're saying. You know, we, we, 
we understand that everybody has to pay tax and everybody has to pay rates. That's not the issue. But we are expecting riding schools and livery yards to be treated the same as um, other businesses where across the country, you know, we're being told that some people's rates won't increase at all and other people's rates will actually be dropping. But we've got this one area of the business that we're, one business that we're representing where they are increasing rapidly. Um, we've got, we've obviously done a lot of case studies and a lot of uh, work at the data. And for an example, we have a lovely small riding school in Berkshire. Um, it, it's family run. Um, they employ one person part time. The rest of the staff are, are the owners and, and family members. And their rateable value in 2010 was £5,700. That's now gone up to £18,500, which is an increase of 225%. Oh my gosh! Um, well, they well, surely they won't be able to survive because you, you, exactly. you they won't be able to make any money. I mean, let's be no. honest that the the riding industry we love it, um, but it's it's a hard slog to make any money because you've got to pay for the horses, you've got to pay for the land, you've got to pay staff. You know, it's not exactly a huge money maker, is it? No, it isn't. And you know, we're very close to a lot of our riding schools, and 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 they, you know, confide in us how their business is going. And there are very few that are profitable or profitable without um, another income source coming into that business. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we've we've had people on the phone saying, "This is probably going to be my last year trading. I genuinely can't afford that extra five hundred, one thousand pound a month. I don't know how I'm going to keep going." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and riding lessons, whether you're an adult or a child, they're hugely beneficial to people. And but there's there's only a, a finite amount of money that someone has to spend on their own recreation. So, you know, this particular lady, she can't put her riding lessons up by 225% because she'd have absolutely no customers. Yeah. Um. So it, it it's completely disproportionate to the, you know, to the money making um, element of of that business. It's, it doesn't reflect their profitability at all. But also, isn't it interesting how um, the government have one scheme where they're trying to get more people into riding, and so they want to build participation when they're getting more people into horses, but mm. then the other, in the other side, it's almost like the two sides aren't talking together, and the other side, they're, they're making it really tough for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, um, you know, as part of my role in the BHS, we look at participation. We um, run a number of projects where we get funding from Sports England, which is obviously government money, and that's looking at getting people more engaged with their horse, getting them more active, getting them riding more frequently, um, getting them better supported on their route to horse ownership. Mm. So that project for us has been hugely successful. We also have had in the past um, funding that riding schools could apply for to improve their facilities. And one of the things that Sport England said about riding schools is that sometimes their, um, you know, their waiting area or their toilets or their clubhouse, for want of a better word, is, you know, is it, it, pretty mediocre and they can be pretty um, cold and dingy in the winter. Mm. So we've had riding schools that have applied for funding. They've luckily they've got that funding. They've built some new facilities. They've improved, you know, the access to their toilets or waiting area for parents of a weekend um, and now they get impacted really heavily on, on those improvements. 
So the government's given them money with one hand, yet they're now taking it away with the other. Mm. Um, and it, you know, the whole getting the country active, getting everybody, um, you know, to be an active nation. Well, actually, you're about to remove a, a large proportion of riding schools that help those people become active. And it might not just be because they ride there. They might be volunteers. They might be helping with some RBA sessions. Um, they might be leaders. They might, you know, we've, we've got lots of centres where dads would come along and say, oh, I can fix the fence for you. I oh. can help you, you know, rehang the stable doors. So we've got people who volunteer in riding schools and it keeps them active. It keeps them an interest. It keeps them busy. And all that will just disappear. So the, the business rates that are increasing, it's not just for the equestrian industry, is it? It's across the board. It is. You know, there's been a, a huge amount in the press um, over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, we've got lots of other industries, not just rural businesses. So we've got veterinary surgeries, we've got dog kennels, we've got racing. They've all been hit really hard. Yet we're then being told um, about in, in the news, you know, Amazon, or oh, they're going to be, their, their rates are falling, nuclear plants, power generators, oil refineries, all their rates are dropping. Mm. And you're thinking, okay, when was the last time anybody ever rented a, a nuclear establishment? Mm. Um, so you could argue that, that, that the whole business of looking at the rental value of a property to determine their business rates is completely flawed mm. because how you work out what the the rental value of the steelworks is, I, I don't know. But they're all dropping. Um, Amazon distribution centres, they're looking at a reduction of about £11 million. Well, that is massive um, for a company that, you know, while they have a place in society, they have been questioned before about what they pay in taxes, etc. And your small riding school that's now going to be faced with an additional £500 a month bill mm. is just not able to afford to pay it. And it just seems to be completely unfair that those that possibly could afford it are seeing a reduction and those that are providing you know, an excellent resource for, a, for the local community are actually being penalised really heavily. Well, I did hear, I did some research on this, and I did hear that if and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but if you're an academy, you get 80% relief on business rates if you're a registered academy. But the interesting thing was I know a company that tried to apply for this because they've just launched a new academy, and the council said it's at the council's discretion. So even though the government are offering this 80% relief, um, it's then the individual council that get to agree. And they said, oh, no, we don't think that, that you can, you, we don't think you deserve the 80% relief. Um, I mean, the, the, the 80% relief that I know of is for um, a CASC, which is a community amateur sports club. So a lot of sports clubs, say, I don't know, football, um, athletics, will, will register themselves as a cask to get that 80% relief, which is great. Business rates are devolved to some extent to the local authority. They're responsible for collecting them. And um, they're also now, they now have um, the ability to spend the money that they generate through business rates goes into the, the council or the local authority finances. So obviously they don't want to be giving huge amounts of rate relief because obviously it affects their income. Um, the the 80% rate relief for a sports club is an interesting one because in the last budget, so the 2016 budget, 
the Chancellor increased the threshold for small business rates relief up to £12,000. So basically, if you um, if you had a rateable value below £12,000, you don't have to pay any business rates. So we thought, well, that's great. You know, a lot of our uh, riding schools and every yards are small businesses. They'll fall below that £12,000. They will get 100% rate relief. Fantastic. Mm. When the new rateable values come out, all those small businesses with a small uh, rateable value have been pushed way over the £12,000. So again, the government's given a, a bit of an olive branch, but actually increased everybody's rateable value so that they're not they're not below the threshold, so they, ne- they get no small business rate relief. And likewise with a club that has 80% uh, reduction, they're not eligible for the small business rate relief. So they're actually they're actually losing out by not being able to to claim that £12,000 rate relief um, because they get 80% rate relief. So Mm. there's quite a few anomalies in the whole structure. Mm. So talking at the National Equine Forum, what can we do? How will that help us? You know, we're not going to be able to change the business rates, are we? Well, well, that's what we want to do. Um, We have been obviously campaigning as you will have seen in the local press or in all press um, over the last couple of weeks, every industry is out there campaigning. So, you know, the shops on the high street, pubs, all of these people that are going to be seeing a massive rise. The, the more people we can have campaigning, the stronger our voice. So very much by talking at the National Equine Forum, it's about making people aware of what is happening and getting them to talk to their own MPs, following what's happening in the press, um, raising you know new case studies, new concerns that they have. Um, it might be their local riding school. It might be might be their own riding school. But it's very much about raising awareness. And yes, we're we're coming up to the budget now. Um, it might be a bit naive naive of us to expect that the chancellor is going to say, right, we're going to do this, that, and the other, and it will all be it will all be good. Yeah. But the Chancellor is aware of what's happening. We've got a rates awareness meeting um, on the 1st of March, which is the day before the National Equine Forum. We are um, inviting all MPs in England and Wales to attend that meeting, to meet with some of our proprietors, to meet with um, members of the APPG, which is the All-Party Parliamentary Group um, for the Horse, which has a a, a cross-body membership. Um, And we're hoping there that, you know, MPs will hear what we're saying they will realise that there's something fundamentally wrong with the rating system if it's about to um, have such a detrimental effect on one area of business, which in our case is is equestrian. And if there is a vote, if there is something to be said in the House, they will be well informed and they will hopefully influence and get something changed in the budget, which would be our ideal. Sarah, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, I love it. Fight for the cause, hey? I want to make (laughs) t-shirts now saying, go Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely, because it's, you know, it's, we're doing this on behalf of our of our members who pay us to be an approved centre, but actually we're working for, for all riding schools and all livery yards, because if, if this area of, of business is lost, if these riding schools close, they'll never open up again, mm-hmm. and a whole generation of horse riders will be lost, and generations to follow, you know, they won't have the opportunity 
to learn to ride and to enjoy horses like you know we've all been fortunate enough to do and and well I, I thank you thank you very much for fighting on on our behalf because you know quite often i think that little, little riding schools feel forgotten and they feel lost and they're in their little village <laughs> yeah. in the middle of nowhere and they don't yeah. even though there's so yeah. much support for them they don't actually know that it's there and, and when it's your business and you're thinking i don't have a choice i've got to pay these rates i'm, I'm going to lose my business they're losing their yeah. livelihood there's more people out of yeah. un, uh, unemployed um and, and also we are working so hard to keep the industry going we're working so hard to get new people mm-hmm. riding and 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 i feel that as an industry we've got a really good momentum going you know we had the olympics and and even before that people in the industry are working so hard to show how beneficial in so many ways horse riding is and you just feel like oh you've done all this work and then it's just being taken away yeah absolutely you know we as the bhs we've just launched um a new program called changing rides through horses which looks at taking disengaged young people um giving them an opportunity in a riding school environment where they can you know, hopefully blossom, re, um, reconnect with society, reconnect with school and, and, and go back into either employment or into education. Um, and we know that, you know, that there are a lot of young people who once, once they get disengaged, once they get termed as, as neat, which is not an employment, education or training, they very quickly become lost to society. They are um, deemed as a, as a financial burden because very many of them will go on to benefit. So we have launched this programme. Which Lynn Peterson is joining us in a bit to tell us all about it. Yeah. So Lynn will be telling us all about it, but if we lose those riding schools, where will those young people go? And, you know, we've had some fantastic success stories, even in the small um, pilot programme that we've been running so far. So it's not just about you know, children and adults riding, and, and very often the perception is, oh, if you ride a horse, you've got to be rich. That's yeah. not the case at all. Mm. You know, and, and a lot of people who own a horse, they will not have expensive holidays or a smart car because they enjoy riding and they, they invest their time in their recreation and their hobby, and all of those things will be lost, and they won't come back because it's very rare that someone wakes up in the morning and says, I think the new business is going to be a riding school. That just doesn't happen. Mm. So once they're gone, they're gone. There'll there'll be no coming back. In my local area, three riding schools have shut down in the last two years. And it's heartbreaking. And either that land, uh, in one case, the land became development land. Um, In another case, they just couldn't afford to keep going. And and there's one, uh, there's only, there's only really three left. And that's so heartbreaking because, like I said, you know, you know, it benefits the children so much. And and in in many aspects, adults are going into riding now, too, who have maybe never ridden before because they want to get fit and they want to do something different. They maybe don't like the gym. And um, oh, well, I wish you the very best of luck. And thank you for for organising all of this on our behalf. Please do let us know how you get on. Yeah, we will do. So how can we follow you on Twitter? At British Horse, and there'll be updates on our rates campaign, plus lots of other exciting things that the British Horse Society are doing. Great. Thanks so much for joining us, Sarah. That's okay. That's brilliant. Thanks, Amy.
Thanks so much for listening. I'm at the National Equine Forum all day today and I'll be bringing you interviews with guest speakers, with some of the experts. We'll be live tweeting the conversations that are taking place and photos too. So you can get involved in what's happening at the NEF. Tweet us your questions. What do you think about some of the subjects that are being talked about? Just use hashtag horse hour, hashtag NEF17. The experts here are talking in detail about how we can make changes to the industry. How can we improve our equestrian industry? And you're part of that as well. So do tweet us your opinions and your questions. I will speak to you very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.